create with France Sydney. And here we are again. Welcome everyone to the show. This is France Sydney and we are in Create with France, the mindset podcast that helps you to find out how to create a life that you want at your own rules and you know ideas using your own framework. And today we go from chronic pain we talked about, we talked to Fabio Maelja with our friend, our old friend, young old friend, and Stephen Blake of Old Pain To Go, who is now with a new shirt, Old Fat To Go. Let's call it as it is. So today we're going to talk about dieting and mindset and how to lose the weight and why calories don't matter and how self-worth is important and and how much does it cost to lose weight? Is it possible? How many diets do I have to do? All of these, obviously there will be lots of episodes if you really want to talk about all the details. But today we're going to have a really good idea with Steve of what's his program and how Steve, Steven, sorry for that, Steven guys, with the N in the end, how Steven helps you to lose the weight for good or even sell the fat. You just call it as it is. So welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me again. Lovely. And to be talking on a fresh topic as well. Yes, it's a different topic. And one that I'm really interested in as a nutritionist, because so many people come to me and say, ah, I cannot do a diet for very long. I revert back to how I used to be before. Does that familiar to you? And does it sound familiar? It's, uh, it's what got me into becoming a therapist. I uh, originally sold the uh, a powdered diet that you mixed up and drank. And um, during that time, I'd always been interested in how people think and positive attitudes and all that sort of thing. And uh, I was helping people for about seven and a half, eight years with that. There was a bit of an overlap when I started therapist. But I actually became a therapist because although the diet worked, I kept seeing the same people over and over again across those eight years. And the first time it would work brilliantly, they'd lose the weight, I'd just lose touch with them, and they'd put it back on, and you always put it back on plus a pound or more. And then I'd help them a second time, and it wouldn't be quite as fast losing the weight, uh, so it'd be slower, and then they'd get down to the weight they wanted, and they'd disappear off again. And then if I saw them a third time, they really struggled on the diet, and they didn't stick with it. And so I, I realized during all this time that uh, a lot of people I dealt with, and it, it was strange for me because the, the women that sold the same diet had about a 60-40 split, 60% women and 40% guys. And I had, I, I would say at least 80% female. And uh, I didn't think that would happen. I thought I would get the guys who didn't want to go to see the women who handed out the products and that. But um, that, that was the audience I had. and. I realized, and, and I'd realized this a few years ago when I was in business, that most women lack the confidence they should have for their abilities, that they sort of downplay everything. And I noticed that when I was a manager of a large company and employing people, and when I was uh, working in training and I used to interview people for the training, that women always put themselves down. And I realized this was a major factor in whether they stuck to the diet, if they felt good about themselves or not, about putting weight on. And so um, I, I went on this training course to learn a bit more about hypnotherapy and things like that, see, see if I could help people better, and it covered NLP. 
and I was so impressed with what I learned on that weekend, I decided to become a therapist and spent about £6,000 that I didn't have on training. Um, so I've been a therapist for 12 years now. So when I got uh, more into the helping people out of anxiety and then I realised I could do physical pain as well, um, when I put all that together, a lot of people said, well, can, can we use what you do for fat? Can we use it for losing weight? And I said, well, you can, but it's sort of, you have to twist it round a bit. And then I got more and more requests for this. So I thought, well, it would be a shame to put all the eight years of skills I got from helping people uh, lose weight. I, I don't like that expression, by the way. But um, from the eight years, it would be a shame to lose all the things that I'd built up and all that experience and knowledge and, and just let it go. So I put together Old Fat To Go, which I only launched about two years ago. And uh, I only made it available to the people who trained in Old Pain To Go because it's it's like old pain to go but it's you know taking it down the avenue of fat and to keep in line with old things to go <laughs> i i made it old fat to go because i wanted to be absolutely blunt about what we're talking about you see if i had a magic wand and, and you said and i said what weight do you want to be and you said oh, i want to be seven stone and i waved a magic wand and your body didn't change at all, but your weight on the scales went down to seven stone, you, you'd think I'd robbed you. It, it wouldn't matter what you weigh. So we're not talking about weight. And, and different people weigh different things because of muscle and bone mass and all the rest of it. So when we get these so-called ideal figures for um, what we should weigh, they're totally wrong. If somebody's got a lot of muscle, they, they need to weigh a lot more. And, and fat, for proportion and size of it, weighs five times what, uh, sorry, um, muscle weighs five times what fat does for the same quantity. So if we put muscle on, uh, we can still look the same, uh, but we weigh a lot more. So I decided to put all this into one go, and I, I've I formed, I mean, I've just been looking back over it today to, to make sure I remembered it all. And it's a fabulous bit of kit. It, it's uh, 24 videos about how your mind and body work together. So I'm sure you've got lots of questions to ask. So I'll shut up at this point, but um, I think that introduces it uh, well. Yes, it does. Thank you. So it makes sense. You you make you do your own research and, and you find out things and you add. And of course, you have this method. So what would be different regarding your methods if you compare it to all the other, all these diets, the ketogenic diet, the Atkins diet, the low carb here, the vegan diet, the raw food diet. People embark on these special diets and some do very, very well. Other people do well for a while and then somehow the energy is not there with them anymore and then slowly slide back into the old ways why would a person want to approach this weight loss we couldn't say loss because then if it's a loss <laughs> we want to find it again i know this from fat, marisa, fat removal from marisa peer fat removal yeah we, uh, we are decreasing this fat we don't yeah. want it i mean for example i'm 44 kilos over 100 55 centimeters so by any means i should be 10 kilos heavier however 
when I gain weight, I only gain it on my hips. Yes. We don't go to my face. Yeah, there's a reason for that as well. So I want because I'm a woman, the hormones go there. And so yeah. I can do anything I want, but to have a nice chubby face I would love to have because I'm 58, I would love to have a really full face, but I don't because before I get any fat here, it's going to go down there. And I'm like, ah. Mm. And so just like me, there are different body types. And I'm sure you talk about the five body types. And I don't. You don't? I but talk about our mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have five different bodies, but yeah. I don't talk about if people are naturally slim or the... Yeah, no, no. But I was just quoting literally from your site. I'm going to have okay. to... Yeah. I'm, I'm reading here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I, I, I even have to remind myself of what they are because it, it, it's a, an invention I created. And, and the idea was that when we start a diet, usually what's happened is we're, we're in our... Um, uncomfortable body so we see a photo one day or we see a reflection in a mirror or we try and put some clothing on and it doesn't fit us and it goes into this sort of oh my god look at me again and then we have this regulatory thing within our system and i think in our head we have a thing called a no way body and that is when you see somebody bigger than you you go well i'm big but there's no way i'm gonna get that big yeah now so that's your no way body so in your head you've got these five different bodies you've got your uncomfortable you've got your comfortable body and the decided body and the fantasy body and i'm going to go through all of those so what happens when people came to see me to lose weight as they say it um I would be looking at, are they just trying to move away from where they are now until they get comfortable again? So, and, and that's what usually happens is people start moving away from it. Now, if you think of it like a fire, if you get too close to, you know, a bonfire or something on bonfire night, and we're sort of in a cold area and we move towards the fire. But when we stand too close to the fire, suddenly it gets to that unbearable temperature. And we move away from something that's uncomfortable and we move away, but we don't sort of go run off a hundred yards. We move far enough that it's not uncomfortable anymore. And that's usually why diets don't work because where we think we want to go to is what I call uh, the fantasy body. So we remember something like, I mean, when I was 16, um, I think I was eight stone wet through. I mean, I was skinny. But I was also muscular. So I had a probably skinnier the body than anybody who weighed eight stones should have. But the rest of it was muscle. But um, I didn't look good and everything else. I was fine, but I was only 16. So if I was to keep thinking, oh, I want to get back to what I was like when I'm 16. Well, I ain't going to be 16 again. I'm 70. So I'm not going to have that body. And to get that body would be too much hard work. And also, you burn a lot of energy off as a teenager doing various things, which I don't do anymore. So we've got to be realistic about this. But if you have somebody who wants to lose weight and they have this fantasy body, and when they're 18 or whatever, oh, that's when I was at my best, they're only going to lose because they're going to move away from their uncomfortable body but as soon as they're going past the comfortable body, they're going to pop back in there. 
because the time and effort they've got to get there has been long and daunting and they've had to consciously think about what not to eat, which makes us think about all the things we're missing. So it's been hard work. So when they get to the comfortable body again, they get dropped back in. So they never get to the fantasy body. And so they're moving away from the no way body. And when they're far enough away from it, it's cooled off and they don't want to put that time and energy in it or change their life or stop drinking or whatever it is they're doing. It's just easier to drop back in your comfortable. So it's like a pair of old slippers. It just, you know, you get to the point where they don't fit you anymore, but then you go back to the comfortable slippers again, not the new pair or, or the pair that was designed for you when you were a child. So it, it's through understanding those body, obviously I do a lot more than this in the, um, in the videos that I do, but, but that's the concept. It's to head towards a decided body. So you work out what body you would like now, but it has to be maintainable. So if you like to go for a glass of wine every night and you want to continue that, it isn't gonna be the fantasy body. And it isn't going to be the body you actually really, really want because you're not prepared to put that effort into it. So you have to think about not just getting to that point, but keeping it. And so it's got to be about the future. How do you want to be? And do you want to be living the rest of your life on restrictions or not? And, and that caused me to come up with the idea of it not being a conscious process about choosing what you eat, actually allowing your unconscious to do that. Yes. Well, thank you. That explains a lot about this approach. So it's a different approach. And I like that you are outlining the fact that it has to be really a lifetime process. How are we going to live? Because it took us maybe 20 years to get to a certain body shape or um, to be fit or unfit, to be full of medications to cope with our problems because of course when my diet isn't just right we not only gain weight but we gain problems because maybe we might have a hip that is unbearably painful when we walk because there is too much weight so all these problems pile up and it takes a long while we don't wake up in the morning boom 30 kilos over no we we do it very gradually so I, I would imagine that we have to have this gradual movements. Yes, we can have a, a session or two to change our mindset. But then what is going to sustain us to keep a sustainable way of eating and exercising for the next century or half century, however old we are? That's a big thing. I think we lose that momentum. So where would you want to approach all these angles how how do you start here where what is your beginning point when you see somebody then this is the difference with what i do on everything else i've seen and, and and bear in mind that i used to see people who wanted to go on this particular diet i was on um but they'd had a gastric band and, and I would, and this happened more than once. I mean, probably about eight people approached me with a gastric band who wanted to go on this diet. And I said, well, what's the problem? Why, why isn't it working? Well, it worked for a bit, but then I found out I could just liquidize Mars bars. And uh, 
So I started to see gastric banding as no different to what they used to do 100 years ago, which is they bind your mouth shut with, they wire your jaw up and tighten your mouth up so you couldn't eat. You had to push stuff in through the gaps of your teeth and that. And it's, it's no cruder than that, honestly, because the majority of gastric banding, I think, only works because it, it, it's a shock to the system of you're having a life-changing operation that may even kill you. So you've now made a massive decision not to remain that weight. And, and I think you could just ask the unconscious that and give it really good, strong directions and it would do that anyway. You don't have to go through something that might kill you. And certainly with gastric banding, it restricts your life totally. You can't go out for a meal. You can't do anything. So it's it's not a good idea. And I don't even like the hypno banding. Uh, because to me, if you're a good hypnotherapist, you can help people anyway without having to go to that extreme of pretending they've got something that doesn't work in real life. Not for everybody. So it would have to be drastic before somebody actually has to have their stomach stable or whatever and shrink it down. And, and the reason for this is your stomach is only about that big. So anybody who's watching, uh, obviously not the listeners, but get your hands and cup them and then almost join them together with, a, with an inch or two gap. That's the size of your stomach. It's not big. It's not big at all. And so when we have a meal, if you could liquidize that meal and it would fill more than two cups up, you're eating too much in one go. Because that, this is the pre-bit to, uh, um, pre to all the rest of the digestive system that sorts it out, all your bowels and everything else. So your stomach is a processing thing to get it ready for going further down. And if you're chewing the food, it also adds things that break the food down before it even starts getting there. So you're chopping it to bits anyway. You're adding this, this uh, process that actually helps it breaks down. Your stomach breaks it down. And when it's broken down, it passes to your bowels. Now, or intestines and everything else. So if you force more than your stomach can hold in any one meal, it's got to force it into your intestines before it's ready before it's fully digested enough to then extract everything that's needed out of it. And, and this is why we overeat, is because we're getting this unprocessed food for us. And whilst it's doing that, it, it's more difficult to extract the vitamins, minerals and nutrients that it does, but it's also not prepared for doing what it's doing. And so your body then cries out for food that's got miner vitamins, minerals and nutrients in it. Uh, because the stomach can't work out what, what was good in there if it's forcing it through quickly. So when we eat in smaller quantities and we give it time, so we eat slower, we give it time between courses of meals, and we actually don't put in any more in any one go than what will fill the stomach. The body has natural ways of working out calories, vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, but it doesn't particularly bother about calories. It actually looks for the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So when you eat junk food and you fill yourself up to it, now, if you ever feel full before you stop eating, you it, there's a 10-minute process of where the body has to find out if you're full or not. 
So if you wait, if you eat until you're full, you've already eaten 10 minutes more worth of food than what you could have. So you should never eat until full because wait that 10 minutes for the process. And I think people will recognize this. If you, if you ever go for a restaurant and you have a starter and then you have the main course and they come straight away after clearing the plates and offer you a pudding, you have it. If they wait 15 to 20 minutes and they come and ask you if you want a pudding, by this time you've digested it, the brain's worked out you're full, and then usually you say, I would have liked one, but no, I don't think I, don't think I want one now. And, and that's why in restaurants, they're very quick to come back with the pudding menu and sort of almost force you into this. They, they have um, a training, don't they? They know that the hypothalamus will send the signal in 20 minutes. So that's it, you're full in 20 minutes, so we have to rush this. <laughs> That is all so interesting and good. We are now happy to close the first part of this episode because it's, um, it's going to last one full hour. So we divided in two because many people prefer to have shorter episodes. So Stephen will be back in episode number two of this series, which will be under episode 147 in the podcast. So thank you so much for being with me and I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye bye. Listen to Create.